welcome to the Super Colorful Original Telecommunicated Transmission, otherwise known as Scottcast. I am joined here today at Chateau de Dixon. Chateau de Dixon? I don't even know. That's supposed to be French, right? With, of yeah. course, none other than fan favorite Ian Dixon. And we are on our Lazy Sunday vibes. You know, I came over to podcast at like 11. Mm-hmm. And we are now podcasting at five. <laughs> That's a full six hours later. Mm-hmm. And we've just been on the porch, hanging out with a cat, enjoying a bit of water. And I've been enjoying water because I did not have such a lazy Sunday yesterday. Uh, it was lazy in the sense that nothing productive happened, but I was very busy being uh being a hooligan, a heathen, as it were. Mm-hmm. And I had to have to take it easy on Sunday, and that's fine. But, um, of course, fan favorite Ian Dixon doesn't have to take it easy because he knows a certain thing called uh, self-control. And so he is enjoying a fresh beer, and I thought we could start this podcast off with a classic Scott Cast segment, the Ian Dixon Beer Review. What are you drinking, Ian? <clears throat> All right. I have a Brew Detroit Cerveza del Rey Oscura. Yeah, Cerveza del Rey. I like it. Oscura. Oh, so it's dark. Yes. Okay. They have a a Cerveza del Rey that's like standard lager. Standard lager, Uh, a lot like a Corona. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's delicious. It's uh, made right here in Detroit. And uh, this guy is equally delicious, but more... More of like the malts, caramelly flavors that uh, you may enjoy if you prefer a darker beer. Very good. Very so. good. Let's, let's see what it's like. Yeah, it's still like light and refreshing, but it's just got a little bit of that sort of malt sweetness. And I, I enjoy that. Very good. Well, how would you rate it? 10 out of 10? 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. That's right. Get yourself some Cerveza del Rey Oscura. Oscura? I'm trying to be able to pronounce things right. Yeah, you're the Spanish guy here. (laughs) And trust me, (laughs) I'm not leading the ship exactly correctly. (laughs) But uh, uh, Cerveza del Rey Oscura, a little dark version of some Mexican lager. Uh, Get it from Detroit Brewing or Brew Detroit. Brew Detroit. Brew Detroit is the brand name. And wonderful. So... Of course, uh, we've had a very long and and uh, relaxing day. We just got back from walking to uh, a Bangladeshi restaurant called Aladdin or Aladdin. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Uh, I wasn't about to ask the surly guys serving us. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I got myself uh, some maligatani soup as well as some uh, pokora Pocoro, Pocoro. I'm trying to like pronounce Indian like Spanish now. I don't even know, <laughs> but um, some curry kind of dish, and uh, you got yourself some vegetable kind of dish and a little little chicken soup for the soul. Mm-hmm. Um, what was a uh, dal? It was lentils. It was lentils. Yeah. Oh, one. oh, you switched the lentils. Mm-hmm. Okay, I didn't even notice. And, and it's good then that we didn't get any meats, of course, because when we were walking back. I won't, I won't say Aladdin has this kind of food, but I didn't even realize this was a kind of food that was available. You mm-hmm. pointed it out on our walk back, but there was a market in town, and it had uh, a little sign that said it, they offered live animals for sale. Uh, chicken. You can get yourself a chicken. You can get yourself a duck. And of course, if all that's too ritzy for you... <laughs> You can get yourself a live pigeon. And I've never seen live pigeon on any menu. Mm-hmm. Well, or dead pigeon for that matter. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was just so taken aback and surprised. I, I think it was the funniest sign I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. Did you know about pigeon as a culinary delicacy before we saw that sign? No, that was uh, what made me stop. Yeah. I was like, wait, was that, did that say pigeon? <laughs> it sure did. It said pigeon. It had a drawing of a pigeon. <laughs> um, I'm assuming it is all for eating, but at the same time, I, I every pigeon I've seen, even a good fat pigeon, 
It doesn't seem like there's a lot of meat on them bones. Yeah. You know, it's mostly just like a foofball. Mm-hmm. It's mostly just a, a little flying rat with wings kind of situation. Right. But apparently uh, you can get yourself a live pigeon and we kind of bounced the idea back and forth of getting ourselves some live pigeons mm-hmm. for ScottCast and seeing if we can train them to carry messages, carry the podcast, attach a little MP3 file to its leg right. and send it off. You know, imagine uh, you're sitting on your porch and you're having your Cerveza del Rey. All of a sudden a pigeon lands before you mm-hmm. and attached to its little leg is a is an MP3 file. <laughs> you know, how many MP3s do you think a pigeon can hold? <laughs> I mean, how is it attached? It's a good question. It's literally like in a scroll and you just have to like uh, you know, type out the code. Type out 0011100. <laughs> or it's like a like a flash drive kind of situation or it's got to be a flash drive. And I've mm-hmm. seen some very small flash drives. I, I mean, could... uh, you throw it on an SD card. That's pretty small. It's, it's small. Pretty sizable mm-hmm. in terms of uh, space. Yeah. And uh, I think if a pigeon delivered me an MP3 file in whatever format and I managed to get it off the leg, I would be interrupting my entire day to figure out what was on that MP3 file. <laughs> you know? And that's a perfect way to promote a podcast. Mm-hmm. And we're trying to do that a little bit better. You know, we don't have a social media for Scott Cast. Mm-hmm. We don't have anything like that. Uh, we used to, but it, it didn't really get us very far because who wants to follow Scott Cast? <laughs> there's no niche attached to the name or the branding or anything. Mm-hmm. It's just pictures of us at a table with a microphone being like, we're doing this too. You know, but if we had a pigeon doing our promotion we'll get like a dozen pigeons attach each episode each time i can't imagine a pigeon costs a lot five bucks right tops yeah i'm not i'm not paying more for a pigeon Mm -hmm. i'm gonna five bucks plus the thumb drive or whatever we need to do attach it to a pigeon send it off into the world and see what happens i'll keep an eye out on uh, the geography of our downloads and we'll see how far these pigeons go you know, we've given them a new lease on life. Mm-hmm. They could have ended up in a curry. Yeah. But no, now they're ending up as a carrier of MP3 files. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And I think that's a very important Somebody's thing. going to find a little flash drive in their curry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Watch this. Better listen. <laughs> um, I believe that's a... That's a fantastic way to to go. Mm-hmm. It's the way we should be going. Other than that, like I can't even really think of a good way to promote Scottcast as an entity by itself. Yeah. Other other than uh, our zombies movie really hitting its stride, you know. I think most popular podcasters, you look at them, and they're people who already have an audience kind of baked in because. Right. They've done something before. Joe Rogan's famous because he was on Fear Factor. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. we don't need a big platform to start with. So we'll get on to that uh, zombies magic or we'll send out pigeons. <laughs> <laughs> and people are laughing now, but you won't be laughing when we're getting that $200 billion from Spotify or whoever is going to be competing at that time. You know, Pandora maybe is going to come back. Yeah. They're going to come back with style, promoting Scottcast as an exclusive platform. Would you download Pandora if uh, Scottcast was an exclusive to it? Sure. Did you, have you ever had a Pandora? Uh, I've never paid for Pandora. I, I did like, I think when it was first starting up, it was just kind of free and like, you type in a band and it played stuff that was generally related to the band, but sometimes not really. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's all I remember about it. A couple ads maybe thrown in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a Pandora myself for a hot minute. I'm on the Spotify free plan, which is basically Pandora. Mm-hmm. And it's it's pretty good. I've actually come to enjoy listening to the ads as an ad break when I'm kind of going out and about. Um, and I've found a lot of free services now. I've got 
for my main TV streaming situation, I'm back on that Pluto TV mm-hmm. uh, bandwagon. I've been watching Beavis and Butthead a lot. I've been watching Daria. And uh, it's, those are the only two things I'm watching. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing else. But, uh, but it's good. And it's, it's a frugal way to live. And it, it kind of humbles you to, to be beholden mm-hmm. to a programming. It reminds me of being a kid, really. Yeah. I wonder if kids these days, like 14, 15, I wonder if they even understand like um, synchronous media. Yeah. You know, it's it's a magical thing. Because like I was on, last night I was up, I had my cat on my lap, I, I was in the dark and I had uh, MTV animation playing. Mm-hmm. which is just Beavis and Butthead, Daria, and Cranky Anchors. Um, I watched an episode of Previous and... Previous? I watched an episode of Beavis and Butthead at 11.30, and then at 12, it became a Daria. Mm-hmm. And then they played Daria until 1.30. Then I went to bed because Cranky Anchors was on and... Eh. <laughs> yeah. And that's that's exactly the kind of thing you get from a synchronous media consumption habit, and uh, Gen Z doesn't know that. Mm-hmm. I bet it's ruining their brains. You know, we've learned patience. Uh, that's why we're able to be millennials, um, waiting for the world to get better for so long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's because we grew up uh, watching uh, TV with ads, TV that was like. Well, this is on, and that's what's on. Mm-hmm. I'm back on that thing, and I think that's a good thing to have. I don't know how I got on that topic, but here I am. Pigeons. Oh, yeah, pigeons, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> of course, pigeons. And, of course, back then, I would watch, a, like, when I was a kid, I would watch a lot of wrestling. Mm-hmm. And uh, back when I was a kid, I was, like, on the fence of whether it was real or not. Yeah. And uh, and that was a big contention with me. It's like, is this stuff real? Are they really fighting? And I couldn't tell because we were watching wrestling on a very small, fuzzy screen. And it could have been real. Mm-hmm. And of course, nowadays, if you watch wrestling, it's all in clear HD. And you can tell like the hits aren't really connecting. And you can tell that everything is just so fucking silly. <laughs> <laughs> it is like incredibly silly. Mm-hmm. Um and and I kind of love it again, you know, because it's so silly. It's kind of, it takes machismo, 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 macho masculinity. Yeah. And it, and it flips it on its head. Uh, everyone's still very macho and masculine, mm-hmm. you know, but they're wearing Speedos and they're saying the absolute silliest shit. <laughs> like there was this one time a Stone Cold Steve Austin was on the mic and his big catchphrase with the audience is that, uh, like, he'll say something, and then the audience will be like, what? 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 Just all over the place. And he just keeps going, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, there's this one time, it reminded me of a Scott Cast episode we would do. Uh, he was just like, I went in, and I had one beer. What? Two beers. What? Three beers. What? Four beers. Five beers. Six beers. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, it went on for like that for a while. And I was like, I love that. And uh, they say that if you say Stone Cold Steve Austin's name three times, Mm -hmm. he appears. Mm -hmm. And so far, we've said it once fully. And we have two more times and he might appear. Does it have to be uninterrupted? Like, I think it's Beetlejuice rules. Now that we've spoken, you got to say it like three times again. I think it's Beetlejuice rules, mm-hmm. where it's like you could be talking about it within some period of time. Huh? Maybe there's a some period of time associated. Maybe you have to say it in front of a mirror, but we are in front of a mirror right now. We are. There's a mirror right there. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, we got one more <laughs> left. <laughs> and uh, does it count if we both are like you said it once and I said it once? That's a good point. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. We'll have to see. Be on the lookout for that. Yeah. Um, you went to a thrift store recently. I did. 
Yeah. It's not much to tell about that, though. No. It could have been good. Yeah. <laughs> it could have been good. It could have been you stumbling on a Roman statue mm-hmm. for $35. That happened to somebody. That would have been sweet. Yeah, they, they purchased themselves a Roman statue for $35 in a New York Goodwill store. Mm-hmm. And it turned out to be an ancient Roman artifact uh, looted by the Nazis in Bulgaria. Oh. Yeah, straight up history. The, per- the person who bought it was like, yeah, this is history and uh, I'm going to return it. You know, and he returned it to its original location in good for them. Bulgaria. It's, it is good for them. Would Did- you do that? I want to do that, honestly. I don't know. Would I want Nazi loot? <laughs> I'll take Nazi loot. <laughs> That's the, you know, just because, uh, you know, just because like, like a Nazi might have driven a delivery truck. <laughs> it does not mean I'm going to reject the package. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll judge the person who drove and maybe <laughs> use a different delivery service later. But, uh, but you know, I'm going to keep the package. And I think that's, I think that's fair. I mean, you pay $35 for it. Pay $35 for it, you know, and it's Nazi loot. I don't know, though. I think I would try to sell it. I would try to flip it. I wouldn't mm. be so nice with it. Yeah. I mean, I get that it's like a historical kind of thing. It's a kindness, but the people they stole it from are dead. <laughs> that was 100 years ago. Yeah. Well, 80. Oh. <laughs> but still, <laughs> you know, the curator was probably old at the time. I don't know. It's And it's an ancient Roman artifact. The people who originally got that ancient Roman artifact stole it. (laughs) You know, they call themselves archaeologists. Mm -hmm. Have you noticed that Indiana Jones is the most world famous archaeologist and every place he goes to, he destroys? Yeah. That's that's the kind of people we're talking about. (laughs) They don't need to get it back. That's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. So I'll keep it. It's mine. It's my ancient Roman artifact. That's what I'm trying. That's what I'm trying to do. Trying to get that on on record <laughs> that I would keep Nazi loot for profit. Because it's not Nazi now. I mean, yeah, legally at that point, I think you're in the clear. Yeah. Bought it at a Goodwill, Goodwill and I don't know, maybe Goodwill didn't do something nefarious to get it. I don't know what their policies are. Maybe it's bad will on the back, back door. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> the Goodwill uh, comes later, you know? Um... So, you've you've never found a a big find like that at the thrift store. You've you always look for them, and maybe you'll find like something that's like pretty cool for a buck or two, but mm-hmm. um, nothing nothing in the historical range. Totally surprising when you when you research it later. Have you? Can't say no. Mm. I mean, VHS wouldn't count as historical, but maybe kind of is. Yeah kind of is i'm into a vhs tape that's most of what i find at thrift stores that's most of what i look for at thrift stores that's what you beeline to yeah um which brings me to an announcement we're making uh we're gonna make this announcement we're gonna do it right now but first we got to introduce the segment properly yes you heard it right being news Being news. On uh, Friday, May 20th of this month, coming up, uh, probably two episodes from now, I think. Two or three. Something. Something. Anyway, Scottcast is going to make its live broadcast debut, besides all those other times we did it. (laughs) (laughs) But this time we're announcing it ahead of time. And we're doing it for a real reason, a real good reason. Yes. Uh, May 20th is uh international world bee day it's the it's the day you celebrate bees it's the day you educate yourself about the bee population and uh bee culture Mm -hmm. you know and on that day we're going to release some of the first images of concept art we're going to be producing for zombies we're going to be releasing uh some websites and social media for zombies and we're going to start our promotional tour of zombies, you know, before we write it, of course. <laughs> but uh, that's just the world we live in. If you want financing for a film, 
if you want to get your Kickstarter going, uh, all that, you're going to need an audience. You're going to need some buy-in before you even do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just the reality of our current economic situation is we need to have uh, a previous audience built in. And on May 20th, Scott Castigator is take note because I don't want to be embarrassed broadcasting to nobody. <laughs> just Master Charles because he his Dungeons and Dragons day was canceled or something. <laughs> I can't do that. Uh, we got we got um we got to show the power of Scott Cast when we need the Scott Castigators to tune in. Um, maybe David will be there if David's listening. Come on in, uh, join it. I think we're gonna broadcast it on Twitch. Okay. Um, we're gonna try it on Twitch. We're gonna have one camera set up. And we're going to talk all about zombies and show off some uh, zombies art and some zombies. We're going to do this. We're going to show off this zombie sculpture, too. So um, basically, the idea of it is we're going to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that we are actually making a movie. <laughs> <laughs> and that's kind of the purpose. So please, Scott Castigators, mark your calendar Friday night, March, May, May, May 20th. We'll, we'll post more details soon. But uh, that's what's happening. We're going to do a little live broadcast, and we're going to start our Zombies promotional tour. Are you excited for that, Ian? Of course. You know, it's going to be a good day. It's going to be a good day for all of us, for everybody, really. And I can't think of a better way to to help the bees than by making a movie where all the bees are murdering everybody. (laughs) (laughs) So it'll definitely... uh endear people to the the b plate that's right that's right because uh when jaws came out everyone started loving sharks right. and not being completely afraid trying to murder them all the time right that definitely didn't happen <laughs> <laughs> and we're gonna do the same treatment for bees and i'm very excited for it um mm-hmm. it's gonna be a good day and uh please tune in you know uh you know why you should tune in. You don't want to get your ass kicked because Stone Cold Steve Austin said so. Yeah, it did work. Oh, he's there. Holy shit. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, 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 oh gosh. Oh, he's going to do the stunner on me. Oh, oh. Oh, stunner. Bam, him. Because you're a long-haired freak and you suck. Okay, I'm back. Oh, he left. <laughs> I don't know why he didn't go after you. You said one of them stone calls Steve Austin's. Damn it, that's one. But you said that once too yourself. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't know. I had a cold beer in my hand and he was like, I relate to this guy. Probably. This guy. What are you doing with the water? I'm drinking a sparkly water. (laughs) Uh, I'm a candy ass. (laughs) There's nothing he hates more than a candy ass drinking a LaCroix. (laughs) (laughs) all right so uh that that was that segment (laughs) i can't wait for that segment to keep going so we did b news let's talk about vampirism sure i want to know what you know about vampirism because uh, it's kind of a witchy, pagan, kind of counterculture thing. Do you do you know about the people who profess themselves to be vampires a little bit? Uh, sort of, kind of. Okay. I wouldn't say I know a ton about it, but I know there are people that believe themselves to be vampires. <laughs> yeah, that, that is a thing that happens. And um, it came to my attention when I was browsing the gossip column of my local paper. Mm-hmm. And in the gossip column, it talks about how when Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox became engaged, one of the little rituals they did uh, was they drew blood from each other and they drank a little bit of it. Mm-hmm. And when they did this, the vampire community uh, was up in arms mm-hmm. uh, because apparently a lot like S&M and stuff like that, there are... Uh, proper ways to go about it to ensure safety right uh apparently if you're going to drink blood and people do this Mm -hmm. like there's a whole association like the national new orleans association for vampiric activity i think was one of the so nnova uh there are precautions you gotta like boil the blood a bit 
you know, to rid it of toxins. Mm-hmm. You got to test it for bugs. And uh, only then, and only in a limited quantity, should you drink blood. Mm-hmm. But they didn't do that, obviously. They were just uh, two, two kids in love, two wild kids in love, yeah. uh, drinking each other's blood. Uh, would you drink blood if it, if it went through a filtering process? Maybe. I feel like there'd need to be a reason for me to do that. Even just the experience? Um, I mean, I've tasted my own blood before. It's not pleasant. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> so, I I mean, yeah, I would need a reason, I think, to... Isn't it like a little coppery? Yeah, it's like metallic. It's I mean, you have iron in your blood. Is that what that is? Yeah. It's so weird that... We have like metals. I can never get around that. That like, not only do you have metals in your body, mm-hmm. but you somewhat need metals in your body. Yeah, helps you bind oxygen. I guess, and uh, it makes me wonder how like the first people in the world or the first animals really even got metal mm-hmm. in their bodies. Like, how what's that process look like? Do do people? Is there somewhere along the lines of the evolutionary chain where where an animal is eating just straight up metal? Like a bacteria, maybe, or a plant, maybe eats metal. Are plants made of metal? I don't know. We don't know anything about. I mean, this. some of them, because you get iron from leafy greens. Is that spinach. where spinach? Oh, I bet that's where it comes from. Yeah, you know, the plants eat the metal, and we eat the plants. You've got a garden. You're a gardener. Trying to be starting it. Yeah, giving it a start. Are you going to try to like? Uh, bury some screws and stuff into the garden (laughs) (laughs) i hadn't thought of it but maybe yeah okay because if you don't do that you're gonna have to start drinking blood right (laughs) and it sounds like a big complicated process Mm -hmm. (laughs) i don't want the new orleans association of vampiric activity to come after you (laughs) you know like they're going after machine gun kelly and megan fox because it's not a pleasant thing to have vampires come after you Mm -hmm. i gotta imagine People who think they're vampires are a bit on the weird side. Like, how do you even get to that point? Yeah. Like, there's that Taika Waititi show, but it's just silly. Right. And now I have to deal with the fact of reality, because of Machine Gun Kelly, that there are, in fact, people who behave this way. They believe Mm -hmm. themselves to be vampires, uh, and they do it for several reasons. Some ritualistically, some, some actually believe that they are some sort of creature of the night mm-hmm. kind of thing. and But all of them also apparently uh, undergo their little precautions. And I bet they get blood from each other, right? Yeah. yeah where I think if you're, if you're doing it safely and like really legit, like testing for uh, diseases before you're consuming anyone else's blood and it's consensual, it sounds like. <laughs> They're not draining anyone completely. So that's true. That's... Uh, I guess that's okay. Yeah. Um, We could, I think, like maybe before or after we buy the pigeons to send the Scottcast off, we could go to a blood drawing clinic, Mm -hmm. like give them a liter or a couple pints of blood or something, whatever it is, um, and ask for a little, you know, doggy bag for for a little bit extra. Like donate most of it, Mm -hmm. but then keep a little for ourselves. And maybe one Scottcast, we can drink our own blood. <laughs> That's a good bonding activity. Like, we you have... Think they let people do that? I need a little bit of that back. <laughs> <laughs> sure, we could bring our own, like, Tupperware or something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I gotta imagine if you ask nicely, they'll... Anybody yeah. will, I mean, how do these vampires do it? I don't know. Maybe they befriend a phlebotomist and... Get it drawn like... Phlebotomist? Yeah. Is that what they are? Yep, that's the person that draws your blood. Wow. Learn something new every day. Yeah. We can befriend a phlebotomist. We could. Uh, Everyone loves us. We're a very friendly couple of people. Mm -hmm. When we were at the bar yesterday, uh, we we made a a couple good friends, people who thought we had really good energy and stuff like that. They told us uh, their entire life story, Mm -hmm. and uh, we just kind of listened in the cold. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> you know so we can make a random friend like that uh we can make a friend with a phlebotomist and get ourselves like a little vial of blood and we could be the first podcasters to drink blood mm-hmm. on the show 
At least this show. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take a look at a... We'll do a beer review. Yeah. Like, that would be a good idea. Let's get wasted. Get our blood drawn. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and later well we'll tr- we'll try try a little drinky poo mm-hmm. of our own you know a little recycling yeah because it could be that we spend too much money on booze when we could drink booze once and then have a second round with it by drinking our own blood <laughs> maybe i'd be into that it would be uh, an adventure, and I'm into adventures these days. Mm-hmm. I'm an adventurous man, you know? I'm 32 damn years old, and I'm looking to expand my horizons. I'm like, look, I'm going to be on this rock for so long, and my body's going to decay uh, the entire time, if mm-hmm. I don't drink blood at least. <laughs> uh, so so I'm, I'm into adventures right now. I want to go buy some pigeons. I wanna, I wanna drink my own blood. I wanna go to the thrift store and uh, buy a statue and see if I can't flip it on the on the Nazi found goods market. <laughs> uh, it's these are the kind of things that I'm into these days. Uh, it's just, it's just the phase I'm at, you know. If if you were in my shoes, I bet you'd be just as adventurous. And honestly, you're tagging along for all this. It's 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 just what's going to have to happen. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to be pushing the limits of Scottcast, especially since we're launching Zombies, our promotional effort, and we got to convince at least like five rich people <laughs> <laughs> that it's a good investment, that it's a movie that needs to be made. And the only way we can really convince people that is if they are convinced that the people behind the project are true, unique souls, mm-hmm. adventurous, people who have something to say, people who want to say it well. And the only way I can really prove that is is one of two ways. The first way being drinking blood and buying pigeons and <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. And of course, the only other way would be to write a really good script. One of those is easier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I would like to get the funding secured before I really uh, nail down anything, you know, measure twice, cut once kind of ethos. Yeah. With zombies. The only way to do it is to be adventurous. Mm. We're going to have our zombies TikTok, like, full of blood drinking and all that. Pigeons (laughs) and stuff like that, too. I have faith in us. We've got this. And if we don't get money that way, I know one way that we will never get money. And that is NFTs. <laughs> yep. <laughs> NFTs is just a pure a sunk cost. And uh, I've, I'm going to rile up David with this story, I guess, because he's going to be like, you're not looking at the big picture. Uh, uh, uh. You know, and then I'm going to say Stone Cold Steve Austin three times <laughs> just to get his ass beat. Mm-hmm. You know, even if I have a LaCroix, if he's bitching about NFTs in the room, you know, Stone Cold Steve. Oh no! Oh no! I respect what you've done in the world, but when you step in this ring, you're messing with Stone Cold Steve Austin, and that's something you don't do. Back. Where were we? NFTs. NFTs are dumb. Yeah, they're dumb. So <laughs> I'm doing this podcast, folks, with two broken arms. <laughs> uh, that's how that's how dedicated I am to it. Anyway, some idiot in the height of the NFT craze purchased Jack Dorsey's uh, first tweet, and he paid two point nine million dollars for it. How much of a how much movie can we make for two point nine million dollars? We could make several movies for that. We can make a whole series. <laughs> we can hire some real talent. We'll get White Claw Gabe in here and then some. <laughs> but he paid for the first tweet. And how do you think his return on an investment was? Because he sold it. Mm. Uh did he get one percent back? No. 
<laughs> Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> he lost $2.9 million. So he only made back like uh, a couple grand mm-hmm. on his investment. And I know for a fact, if we spent $2.9 million producing zombies, we would get more than a couple grand selling the movie, distributing it, uh, yeah. selling T-shirts, all those kind of things. We would have, we would have the world at our fingertips for that kind of money, and um, but no, this guy made absolutely no money on it. And uh, I hate to say I told you so, but I but I told you so. NFTers and uh, there's a lot of people doing the NFT thing, and every time someone tells me they got an NFT thing going on, I, mm-hmm. I'm a little wary of them. Like I was about to move to a new place, uh, very recently, and I. Ended up canceling the deal, you know, getting my money back for the deposit and everything. And uh, besides the house being kind of a shithole, mm-hmm. a big reason was the landlord would not stop talking about an NFT project. Mm-hmm. He knew I was in the SEO. So he was like, oh, I got to talk to you about this. I want to do some SEO. That's what they always say when they don't know what SEO is, mm-hmm. that they want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I don't know. And he's like, well, check this idea out. I'm going to make hundreds of thousands of NFTs and they're going to have several interchangeable parts so that I can produce hundreds of thousands of NFTs uh, automatically with an algorithm. So it's like, like, like the bored apes, like you could have like a hat different glasses, different shirts, mm-hmm. different expression. And somehow you multiply it out and it's thousands and thousands. And that's kind of, that's, I think the big winner of the NFT world is the person who kind of did that. And this guy, he's still working on it. And uh, the NFT craze has kind of crashed. Mm-hmm. And I was like, if I take this house, I'm never going to stop hearing about NFTs. <laughs> And people, I'm going to be tied to this, my living situation based on the performance of NFTs that I don't even believe in. Yeah. So I had to get out of that. And I did. I feel like I made a good decision. That's big brain energy here. Like, I might be an idiot. And I might be trying to produce a, a, a gay B zombie movie with absolutely zero hopes for getting budget right now. Mm-hmm. But... World B Day is coming up May 20th. Yeah. And I'm going to show the world live just how viable this project is. And the world's going to thank me later. We're going to be in history books. May 20th is going to be International Zombies Day. <laughs> I, I swear. Um, so there we go. And uh, I think now it's time for a segment very near and dear to our hearts. And I kind of wanted you to take the lead on it and tell mm-hmm. us because uh, I don't know too much about it. Yeah. But uh, here we go. We're on to... Face News. Yeah. David's really going to like this one, especially after pissing him off about NFTs. <laughs> because uh, this Space News is about Space Nudes. It is. So the headline is, Researchers want to send nude illustrations of humans into space. I like how they're researchers. What are they researching with this? (laughs) How is this research? I think they're researching, um, I don't know, are they looking for for life? They're looking for responses from space, sending out uh, radio messages. So I guess we're going to, Send some binary coded messages developed for transmission to extraterrestrial intelligences in the Milky Way galaxy, uh, which will include scientific concepts, including the human form. So let me get this straight. We are sending out... Yo, aliens, (laughs) you up? (laughs) (laughs) I am. (laughs) Like, this is the chain of events that these uh, quote-unquote researchers are putting a lot of money on, I guess. Um, we're going to send binary code. Mm-hmm. So, beep, beep, boop, boop, beep, beep, boop, 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 beep, beep, boop, boop, out into the space. And we're going to hope 
that aliens... Obviously, they will know what all those zeros and ones means. Yeah. They're going to be able to... They know what a JPEG is. <laughs> they're aliens. <laughs> they have spaceships. You don't think they know what a JPEG is? <laughs> you know, they're going to make it all. They're going to create it. They're going to assemble it. They're going to load it up on their space monitor. And what they're going to see is just a big old floppy dick. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can think of a million things more to send. That is a little bit better than a big old floppy dick. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I would like to volunteer. Because if we're going to be going that route for contacting aliens, yeah. and if our best foot forward is not a foot, but a penis, <laughs> I think the best thing to show the aliens right up front mm -hmm. is my penis. <laughs> I think that's exactly the sentiment that these researchers had. <laughs> <laughs> Just a race to really get these off into space. Um, I heard that there were these people uh, who, like, they've got themselves one of these space tourism businesses. Mm -hmm. And unlike Bezos, where it's like millions and millions of dollars and you get launched into space on a rocket and, and like you're at the very edge of space for a few minutes and then you come back down. Yeah. Uh, what they do is they have an enormous balloon, just huge balloon. Mm -hmm. And it takes you up to that line and it's comfortable, nice seating. Uh, you can get dinner and you're up there looking at the entire earth for eight hours mm. in a balloon in a in a balloon like enclosed i was gonna say like, it seems like ventilation would be a problem yeah no it's not like like uh up mm. <laughs> <laughs> but um you know if we can kind of that's fifty thousand dollars okay so if we get a zombies budget going of 2.9 million dollars the same amount that this idiot paid for an nft yeah we can use a very small portion of that to go to space and like i'll press my dick up against the window <laughs> <laughs> i'll hold it for a while until i'm pretty sure something took I feel a picture like we would need david to go and like taint on glass Taint, straight taint. Yeah. You know? I yeah. don't know if he can, how acrobatic he is or like. Uh, I don't think it he'd be like, that acrobatic. Oh, to get your taint up against glass? I don't know. I mean, if you, if you sit on the, so, so zero gravity environment, mm -hmm. um, take your pants off, uh, sit on the glass as if you would be sitting like uh, on the I floor. so, yeah. And bend over and uh, like maybe there'll be two handles and you could uh, really press <laughs> his chain against the glass, kind yeah. of rub it in. Yeah. And uh, I would be down for that. <laughs> I would be, uh, I would give up the, I would give up showing my dick mm -hmm. to aliens for David showing his taint. So that would be on, on brand for it would be what we're doing, you know? It would help promote zombies. Yeah. So it's easier to write it off. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and that would be a good way to promote zombies. You know, like imagine. So we've got this film that's moderately successful and we got our podcast audience out of it and mm -hmm. it's a good cult film. Right. You know, not everybody knows who Lloyd Kaufman is, mm -hmm. but he's he's well off. Imagine if aliens contact us. And what they send us is a fan letter about our movie that they got in contact with. They were looking at this space balloon. They saw this taint. And then they were like, I saw this somewhere. Where did I see this? <laughs> and they pull out their library of communicated movies to space. Mm -hmm. And they were like, zombies. It's in this one. Yeah. And uh, they come to this, come to the Earth. And the Royal Highness of the Aliens steps out. Onto, onto the ground, and they shake hands with President um, Steven Seagal. <laughs> and they say, uh, take me to Ian Dixon, the famed writer of Zombies. Mm -hmm. And they take it, you get shown to, to them. And you bring David along, and, you know, all the, all the space ladies are pawing at his taint. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you're communing with uh, the, the head of... An international race, inter intergalactic race. Mm -hmm. You know, would you be nervous? Yeah. Okay, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think if 
they love zombies enough. Mm-hmm. Like, I get there's a lot of murder in zombies, but maybe they're into that. Yeah, they'll they'll be happy about it. I think. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they'll murder us. Maybe we should send a less violent film to space. Nah. <laughs> well, go ahead. Remember, guys, May twentieth, Scottcast Live. We're gonna be talking. We're gonna be showing you concept art and stuff from zombies. Um, what else we got going on here? We've got a lot of topics. But... Wasn't there additional space news about Canada and? Oh yeah, that's right. Space news about Canada, folks. You know, let's do it again. Space news. Canadians going to the moon, staying on the moon, and returning from the moon are now subject to Canadian law. Whereas previously, it was a wild, wild west of space travel to be a Canadian going to the moon. Yeah. Like, if you were a Canadian going to the moon previously, you could have done anything. You could have brought coke with you. You could have had a little orgy in space. You could have murdered a man. Uh, and then you would have gone, gotten back to Canada, hailed a hero. Mm-hmm. And you sexually harass an alien race. You could sexually Just harass an alien pics. race. Sending <laughs> dick pics. Putting your taint against the glass as a Canadian. <laughs> and uh, now they Canada passed a law saying, look, if you're going to the moon and you're a Canadian, you're subject to Canada laws. And I'm pretty sure in Canada you can't just show your taint to people. I don't think you can. I don't think you can. I think there are nude colonies and stuff in Canada, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. But uh, there are, are probably rules against publicly uh, pressing your taint up against space glass. Yes. And f- I'm sorry, folks, but, you know, uh, the heyday is, is over <laughs> for Canada. Uh, there is no more taint against the glass in Canada. In a? space or, or a... <laughs> In space or out of space? Taint, eh? Um, so that's news. Yeah. You know? The rest of us are still, do whatever you want. That's right. But if you're Canada, you're Canadian, uh, you better respect uh, the surroundings. Don't cheat on your taxes and go to space because they're going to find you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm pretty sure America, you could do whatever you want if mm-hmm. you're American. Yeah. If you're Mexican, you can go. Um, if you're from Switzerland, we can definitely do whatever you want in space. Uh, Russia, sure, cosmonauts. Yeah. The cosmonauts, uh, when the Ukrainian war broke out, they straight up wore uh, Ukrainian flags. Wow. And they get touched because space laws. Yeah. And like, what are you going to do? Right? Uh, but no, not for Canadians. So that's a one big step backwards for mankind, if, if you ask me. <laughs> I think space should remain lawless. Yeah. It's mostly empty. Mm-hmm. And so are laws. That's true. That was a theme of our earlier research, but I don't know if we're going to delve into that. On the... Oh, right. Yeah. No. It's a little... Uh, we're, we're, this is this podcast is going fast, in my mind, at least. Yeah. I don't know about you. It feels pretty fast. It feels pretty oh, fast. How deep are we? Uh, we're almost done. Oh. We're 50 minutes in. Damn. Um, but, you know, I think it's when we talked about vampirism and talked about drinking blood, you know? Yeah. The blood starts to rise and uh, things just move a little quicker. And besides, we, we just ate a bunch of pigeon. So all those fast twitch muscles are really acting up in us. That's true. <laughs> um, I think I want to end this podcast with one more news story because I kind of want to get your opinion on it. Okay. Um, I want to hear what you have to say, you know, whether, whether you would do these things that this man did. So a man got sick. You know, mm-hmm. we all get sick and... Shit happens, right? Right. He got some sort of flesh infection. Mm-hmm. And he woke up one day and stood up and his penis just straight up fell off. Like, are, how, how are you feeling when that happens, right? I mean, damn, that was a bad infection. Yeah, it was. He didn't notice it progressing. It just was like, oh, dick fell off. Maybe it was fast acting. I highly doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... He lost his dick, and he put it on ice or something. I'm not sure exactly how this process went. Mm-hmm. I think I think they used some like CRISPR engineering. Chirogenically froze it. Chirogenic frozen dick. <laughs> and 
he he underwent a procedure. And you can see a documentary about all this, by the way. Mm-hmm. And the procedure was he had a, a different dick grafted to his arm. Where did he get that dick? That's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the documentary, I believe. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't had a chance to watch it. Uh, I should Google some images about this. Please hold. So I have a little picture of what it looks like. Um, here we go. Okay. That That's a pretty girthy penis. It's right on the forearm. Yeah. Like not even on the top. <laughs> it's like, the man can't wear a short sleeve shirt. <laughs> you know? <laughs> There's so many questions I would like to ask this man. Oh, man. His name is Malcolm McDonald, and the documentary you can see is um, called The Man Who Grew a Penis on His Arm. Forearm, more specifically. <laughs> and uh, they say... I feel like... Hmm. I don't know. I feel like that could be a problem. Like, could he get arrested if he's out, like, just paying for something and his dick flops on the counter? You know, I like mean, if I just went around with like some giant dildos on my arms and like go to the folder. store and like just flop them out and I feel like someone would come talk to me and like shame me about it. I might get arrested. You probably would get arrested and you would deserve to be arrested yeah. for flinging your dick out on your arm. Right. You know, and like, let's be honest, you can graft a penis onto an arm. Mm-hmm. You can graft a penis Onto your leg, where you're wearing pants, where the penis goes. Right. <laughs> you know, like, uh, what's his deal? Did he, like, he just likes tight pants and didn't want a weird bulge? You know? But no, it's straight up on the forearm. They say that this penis is two inches bigger than his old penis. Yeah. And here's some stats. Here's some stats about about the penis length that this man had previously. And I don't know if he should be saying this out loud in a documentary Mm -hmm. uh, in the public sphere. But it's two inches larger, and it is now six inches long. Which means the penis that fell off due to infection was four inches long. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Correct me if I'm wrong. That's well below average. Yes. You know, and he's bragging about his new large six-inch penis. (laughs) His new average. He should have kept it on that arm longer. <laughs> Let it grow a little bit more. You yeah. know, like if you're going to be going through the trouble of having a dick on your arm, mm-hmm. if you're going to be going through the trouble of wearing long sleeve shirts everywhere, explaining why there's like a, a tent on your sleeve <laughs> when you talk to a pretty lady, like, <laughs> uh, wait. An extra year. It took him seven years to get it. Mm. Wait eight years, get eight inches. All I'm saying. All I'm saying. But no, uh, this this Englishman is very proud of his new six-inch penis. Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently it works now. He had it grafted back in place. That's good. Between the legs. And I, it works. Yeah, that's... My question is, like, why the arm? Because it, it seems like... I mean, blood flow is an important thing to consider, but that area has naturally good blood flow because that's where your penis is. <laughs> right? <laughs> one of the things, one of the things about him, uh, one of the things he said was difficult, you know, and he's, yeah. it's emotional and like it's, <laughs> he was like, when I, was growing my penis on my arm. I Every time I went out to the bar, <laughs> people would make fun of me. They would be like, hey, you got a penis on your arm. <laughs> and I would cry at night. And I knew, of course, they would make fun of me for the penis on my arm. It's hilarious to have a penis on your arm, and I know that, but deep inside it hurt. I was just trying to recover from a serious dramatic accident where my penis, my huge girthy four-inch penis fell off. (laughs) And every time I went to the bar, very often, (laughs) 
people would make fun of me. And that's how sad life can be. Do you think that at that bar they had a bonus hole machine? <laughs> oh, <laughs> bonus hole. Uh, so <laughs> I didn't realize that song kept going. <laughs> I've always stopped it before that. But uh, what I'm thinking, what all that makes me think, if I had a penis on my arm, mm-hmm. I would not go to the bar. I would not go to the bar for seven years. There's no reason to go to the bar. Yeah. <laughs> Drink at home. <laughs> it's cheaper. It's cheaper. And you have a dick on your arm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're going to the bar for, my good sir. Yeah. <laughs> what are you, who are you trying to meet? <laughs> that's that's where we're at. You know what I think? Hmm. We should have sent him to space. We should have sent him to space. Yeah. You know, put dicks on all his arms. Oh, yeah. Just the dick just have, of man. Just have him wave out the window. That's his job. <laughs> it's like all the dicks are floating, <laughs> placid, all around. It's like he's in the water. He's like a little a sea anemone full yeah. of dicks. Yep. <laughs> and I think that would have been a great message to send um, to aliens, especially if they're shape shifting aliens and they're like, well, Look, we gotta look like the people there. <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna go out there. We're gonna have our dicks in our arms. Yeah, and we're gonna go through a painful re redicking surgery so we can fit into this Earth colony and do trade. And then they'll show up and they'll be like, "Yo, that was just one dude, man. <laughs> that was Malcolm McDonald. <laughs> None of us agree with what he did. <laughs> we all have questions, and uh, of course." I don't mean to make fun of a medical marvel of what she is, and mm. I'm very glad that the technology exists should my penis fall off, that I could just take seven years off and grow a new set, even bigger than what I have now, uh, which is not four inches, by the way. <laughs> I have a horse cock. But, um, yeah, I would make a lot of different decisions. Yeah. You know, we could do a whole boss talk dumb fuck, but I'm pretty sure uh, we both we both land on... Uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know and uh i would just like to send to Mal- malcolm mcdonald this message from white claw gabe we've played it before on the cast but i think this is a perfect time uh to send it oh i didn't see you there well i'm in mexico i deserve the slice song you know why because i have a horse cock and you know where it is it's not on I'm his arm you know why <laughs> because i deserve it if you don't have a horse cock well, too bad. You don't have a horse cock. <laughs> <laughs> so that's been the cast for today. A lot of blood, a lot mm-hmm. of stuff. And all I'm curious about now, all I'm curious about is asking you, Ian, mm-hmm. what did we learn today? And also, Julia says hi. She just sent a message. Oh, tell her hi. Uh, you can. She's probably listening. Okay. Yeah. Hi. Hi, Julia. Okay. Go on now. What did you learn? <laughs> what did I learn? <laughs> I learned that you can buy live pigeons. Uh, right up the street. That was a great thing to learn. Um, I learned that you can grow cocks on your arms. Yes. And that uh, astronomers are pretty intent on sending cock pictures to aliens. That's a lot of money that they're putting on sending yeah. their dick pics out. Yeah. Uh, a little bit about vampirism. How do all those things tie together? Uh, you know how they tie together? Uh, all of those things and more will be seen on the May 20th World B-Day special where we're playing live on Twitch. Yes. Oh, shit. Follow us. Uh, sign up to the email list. I don't know. Uh, just be there on Twitch. Uh, be there. Be there. Yeah. That's what I learned is that on May 20th, we're going to be unveiling concept art from our famed movie Zombies. And we're going to start drumming up a little bit of a following. And we're going to need the Scott Castigators to show up in droves. I want every every single Scott Castigator to tell their mothers to watch Zombies Live. The, the unveiling of concept art on May 20th. Uh, the Scott Cast's Twitch TV channel. And we will show them everything we have planned. We've got uh, sketches of David's taint ready to go. <laughs> We've got uh, full sculptures. We've got uh, look. We've got a we got a bit of time. I'll grow a dick on my arm. <laughs> Nothing in Twitch guidelines says I can't grow a dick on my arm. Yeah. Like what am I gonna do? Wear a long sleeve shirt? It's summer. 
It's time to party. You know, that's what I learned today. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah. Fuck me. Fuck yeah. That's how we do. We also learned that you need to be careful when uttering the name Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, that's right. If you utter the name Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh no, three times. First thing I want to be done is to get that piece of crap out of my ring. Because I prove, son, without a shadow of a doubt, you ain't got what it takes anymore. We should end the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks. Here from us at the super colorful original telecommunicated transmission, otherwise known as Scottcast, we bid the adieu. Uh, see you later, Scottcastigators. <laughs> All hail Scott Cast. Glory be to Scott Cast. Yeah. Woo!